I'm Addie Everson, and this is the story behind our music. The Beatles. You remember the Beatles, right? They had a publicist named Derek Taylor, and he liked to keep up with new bands and artists. One day he was listening to an artist from the U.S. and loved what he was hearing. The album was Pandemonium Shadow Show, and the artist's name? Harry Nielsen. But the name on the album was simply Nielsen. Taylor was so taken aback by the sound that he bought several albums to give to his friends and colleagues, including the Beatles. They loved it as well, and in a 1968 interview, John Lennon said of Harry Nielsen, Everything influences everything. Nielsen's my favorite group. McCartney mirrored the statement. Apparently, John didn't understand that Nielsen was a man's name, not a band's name. According to Nielsen in a later interview, John Lennon and Paul McCartney both called him just to say they enjoyed what he was doing, and the group also invited him to come to Abbey Road Studios and jam with the band. It's said that Harry was quite proud to be known as the American Beatle. Meanwhile, back here in the States, Nielsen's songwriting and vocals were being noticed, even if his records weren't flying off the shelves. The following year, Nielsen was approached about writing the theme for a soon-to-be-released movie called Midnight Cowboy, starring Dustin Hoffman and John Voight. He wrote a song called I Guess the Lord Must Be in New York City. The producers liked the song, but ultimately went with a song that wasn't written by Nielsen, but that he had recorded and released almost a year before. I don't hear words of saying, only the echoes of my mind. Everybody's Talking at Me had stalled at number 113 on the Billboard charts, but Midnight Cowboy was its second chance. The song shot to number two on the charts, the movie won an Academy Award for Best Picture in 1969, and Nielsen won a Grammy for Everybody's Talking in 1970. Nielsen continued to write and record music and had some success with Me and My Arrow. But his biggest hit of all would again be a song that he didn't write. Legend has it that Nielsen heard this song at a party and thought it was a Beatles song, but it was a band called Bad Finger. He wanted to put his spin on the song. this song, Without You, created a pop-rock classic and a number one Billboard smash in February of 1972, spending 16 weeks on the charts. It was once said of Harry Nielsen that you either knew exactly who he was or said, Harry who? Nielsen fell into hard partying and drug abuse, some say because he found it difficult dealing with success. He dropped out of the music scene by the late 70s and after his good friend John Lennon was killed in 1980, turned his energies to a more political nature. He suffered a heart attack in 1993 from a congenital heart problem and self-abuse, but realized he had more to say before he was gone. So he began pressuring his former label, RCA, to release a botched set retrospective of his career and resumed recording, attempting to complete one final album. He finished the vocal tracks for the album, but died of heart failure on January 15, 1994, at the age of 52. This album was finally released in November 2019 as Lost If you were wondering, I think The Lord Must Be in New York City did make it into a movie. But it wasn't until four years after Nielsen's death, 
It was featured in You've Got Mail in 1998. And if you're still saying to yourself, Harry who? Maybe this still popular song will help clear things up. I'm Addie, and you can see more of my The Story Behind Our Music at thestorybehindourmusic.tumblr.com. And to hear past shows, get my podcast on iTunes or podcast.com. Do you have a show idea or even want to know more about a topic I've covered? Email me at thestorybehindourmusic at gmail.com. Put the lime in the coconut and call me in the morning.